Angie Coombs, The Waterfall Journey. The Waterfall Journey Workbook, Study 11, Renewing the Mind. The fallen world is a bruising place to live. It has always been characterized by broken relationships, greed and selfish needs. The consequences affected us all and means that we are all in need of the ministry of the Holy Spirit to transform us into the likeness of Christ. Being aware of our inner stories and being able to cooperate with the Holy Spirit on the journey to wholeness and holiness makes discipleship a joint walk with God. In the last two podcasts, we've been exploring the spider diagram as a tool to help us understand what goes on inside us when we experience difficulties in our lives. It allows us to open up and deconstruct an event that has or is causing us trouble and to examine the feelings, the thinking and the choices for our behaviour that have flowed into our life from it. Having completed the diagram, we said that the most important thing was then to sit with the Holy Spirit and to let him reveal to you what he sees within. Give him the time and space to speak to you. Allow yourself to feel the feelings that arise in you. But ultimately, what we are seeking from the revelation is what is the biggest lie you have believed about yourself that has been revealed. A lie is any thought that does not align with what God says about you. Be heartened, for what it says in the Bible is that it is by the renewing of your mind that you are set free, and freedom beckons as we now turn to the fourth tool, a six-step process to renew the mind and deal with the lies. So, let's look at this practical way of bringing Romans 12.2 to life. It says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing and perfect will. As we go through this process, Work through the biggest lie you've believed about yourself that you have recognised from your spider diagram. Stage one is to recognise the lie. We've been seeking to understand our story and identify the lives we've believed about ourselves. A lie is anything we have believed which is contrary to God's truth. Write down the major lies from the spider diagram. What is the biggest lie you have believed about yourself? Note that it may be an amalgamation of several of the thoughts that you wrote down. The second stage is to repent. To ask God's forgiveness for living your life on the basis of this sinful lie, which is at odds with his truth. Stage three is to renounce the lie. 
We need to break the power of lies. Speak out in the name of Jesus, breaking any vow you may have made, refuting the lies you've believed about yourself, breaking the power of words spoken over you, declaring you will come out from under the bondage of the lie. Believing the lie has been a habit and you will have seen from your work on the spider diagram that it has had major effects on how you have experienced life. Once you've been made aware of the lie, it will keep popping into your mind. The more actively you refute it, the quicker it will lose its power. The big lie I believed was that I was unlovable. When the thought came into my mind, I would hold up my hand and say, Stop! That's a lie! The mind is the battlefield. To keep lies out and not to entertain their darkness will speed up the process of killing their power. Stage four is to replace the lie with God's truth. It is God's truth in his word that we need to make our own. Find verses in the Bible that speak the truth to you to combat the lie. It does not initially matter if you do not feel the truth. Choose to believe and trust in God's word. He cannot lie, so believe what God says about you. Speak out the verses, memorize them. Stage five is about receiving. Work at being open to the new truth God is laying before you. Visualize Jesus saying the words to you. Listen and read and worship, holding the new truth closely. Imagine standing under the thundering waterfall of God's love as it pours over you and through you, washing pain away and filling you to overflowing with his truth and his love. Stage six is about release. Such is God's economy that where we have had weakness, God will bring strength. Be ready to be used in the opposite spirit. If you have believed you were unlovable, watch out, for God is going to ask you to release his love as you are healed of this wound. For no one understands more the need for love than those who have not been able to experience love or have been deprived of love. This six-step process is an essential tool for a disciple. Renewing mind is a lifelong process, for it is so easy to slip into the world's way of thinking. It is a high standard to have the mind of Christ, where all his thinking was in line with the Father's heart. Being able to recognize where our thinking has slipped from being aligned with God and using this process allows continual course corrections. Without it, traveling the way of holiness is impossible. Tool five, making steps to change. We have now replaced the big lie we have believed about ourselves with God's truth. And we turn now to transforming our behavior and choices. In the exercise reflecting on the spider diagram, 
you noted the behaviours and choices fueled by the ungodly lie you had believed and driven by your needs that sent you to your bucket. The well and the contents of your bucket were your goal. In your bucket were the things you needed to have or to do in order to have your needs satisfied for love and belonging, value and worth, meaning and purpose. They were not behaviours or choices that Jesus would have chosen. However, you have now replaced the lie that underpinned your actions with God's truth. Now, in those areas and out of that truth, you can find new goals that would please God and bring the previous area of difficulty into kingdom living. Let us pull together the threads of our story so that we can consciously choose new goals for our life in line with the godly principles. I suggest you take a new page and write down the answers to the following questions as we gather the threads to understand your story as uncovered in the spider diagram. Reflect again on your spider diagram at the choices and behaviours it reveals. Remember, we make two sorts of choices and unconsciously they will always drive us towards the place where we believe our needs will be met. Firstly, write down two ways that you had to keep yourself safe. It might be something like, I have withdrawn from others so I do not get hurt, or I control people and my surroundings. Secondly, write down two ways you had to feel good about yourself and to fill the emptiness inside. They might be, I seek the approval of others. If they say I am okay, I must be okay. Or I comfort eat or drink too much. Just take time to pause now. Now I understand that my behavior was based on a major lie. What were my goals? What was I relying on to feel love and belonging? What was I relying on to feel value and worth? What was I relying on to feel meaning and purpose in my life? Write down God's new truth that you're going to choose to believe about yourself. Now things can begin to change. What do you want your new godly goals to be based on this new truth? What are you believing about yourself? Let's explore this before you write it down. How do I choose a godly goal to replace what I sought in my bucket down the well? If I've believed the lie that I was unlovable, I may have withdrawn from relationships, not wanting to be hurt, but suffering from isolation and loneliness. Then feeling cut off from the world and less than everyone else, I try and construct a world with self-imposed boundaries that is safe for me. Now, I need to dismantle the shield that I previously constructed to survive. My new goals will come from my rectified thinking. 
If you choose to believe you are lovable because God says so, how do you behave in a better way to receive and reflect to others the love of Jesus? So when Hughes said, love is going towards another person without self-protection, how might this help you adapt your behaviour? Choose two or three new ways to make a difference as you live out of this new place. Write them down. Concentrate on one area at a time because change takes effort. Ask for the help of the Holy Spirit. He will uniquely help you on the journey. Transformation is his business. Regularly review how you're doing. Ask the Holy Spirit for his help with difficulties. So how do we make the changes become reality? Well, by choosing life in the waterfall. We have been acting independently of God in this area of woundedness we've discovered, trying to get the remedy from our bucket down the well instead of from the Father. Now in our new awareness, we can step into the waterfall, bringing our dependence and our trust home to the Father. We do this by saying sorry for living out of the lie, which had all the sinful consequences that we've discovered in the spider diagram. Turning in repentance away from our bucket in the well and our misplaced dependency on and in worldly things, and by asking forgiveness of the Father and walking through the cross of Jesus back home. Free of the weight of the sinful behaviour, we can in the waterfall of the love and the presence of the Father fully cooperate with the Holy Spirit as he leads and assists us in living out our transformation. Further, he will show us what to deal with and when. We've no need to dig or to drive, but to allow the flow of the Spirit to bring to us at the right time and in the right order the next area needing his attention. So much of life in the waterfall is getting hold of this robust view that God is good and great and powerful and faithful and his face is turned towards you. God created us to live in relationship with the Father and longs for us to respond to him and take all that he has given us in Jesus Christ and by the Holy Spirit, because he has chosen to use us in his story. The healing journey is part of the sanctification process and will enable each of us to play our full part in the kingdom.